Thank you everybody for tuning in. We are here with the two founders of Dubsado, which is our business management platform that we use. The Becca best business and Jake. management yeah, platform. Yeah, the best one out there. And we did a lot of research. I'll be honest <laughs> with you guys, because me and Mike work two totally different ways. So I had looked up plenty of different tools and I was like, hey, I literally emailed him one time. I remember, remember I sent you like six emails. Yeah, a bunch I was like, hey, hey, here's three different ones. Here's the cost of this one. Here's the pros and cons. Here's this one. And then like seven more emails. I was like, there's also these ones. And then finally we tried like four different ones for like a week and then landed on Dumpsado and it just seemed to uh, be the right fit. So uh, it was good because he's picky and I'm picky too, but it just seemed to, That's awesome. to work really well. So, um, so for anybody who knows back in March, we uh, did a video, Dubsado ran a contest and we did a video mm -hmm. to enter the contest uh, and we ended up being the fifth winner out of four, um, which was really cool. And now that ad has done some awesome stuff for you guys, which is super cool. Obviously, we love to see that. Uh, and it was a super fun project for us. So, it, Yeah, you guys were like an esteemed winner, if I remember correctly, because I think it wasn't a random drawing or wasn't it just like we no matter what, this was so good that we have to make them win? It was, it, yeah, it was, it was so like good. We, we, we carved out a fifth position just so you guys <laughs> could win. I don't even know how to describe it. It was like, we were so, uh, like we, we used it for like it marketing purposes. Yeah. It, the, the video you guys did was just amazing. I love awesome, the story yeah. that was told. It's super fun. Thank you. Yeah, I know someone commented on, someone commented on the ad and was like, where do I view the whole video? So it's, I uh, think they thought it was like a movie or something. I guess we got to make a part two. <laughs> that went yeah, more right? to it. I don't There you go. Or, yeah, you guys you guys are going to have like a Dubsado film meta, metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> well, fun story. Be the Star Wars of, uh, yeah. of Dubsado videos. <laughs> Dubsado ad part two. Um, but uh, fun story. <laughs> I fake proposed to my girlfriend at the time. And then I actually did propose in June. So now we're actually engaged. It was funny back then. So, oh, that, yeah. Everyone that kept thinking awesome. when he opened the box so that it was gonna oh, be a real ring in there. <laughs> no, no, it was a real ring. I decided to leave the logo at home. Yeah, I see, building the suspense is a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. So, uh, <laughs> That's awesome, well, congratulations. Thank you, yeah, thank you, it was fun. Um, so I guess for starters, um, I'd love to hear, and we've, we, you know, we follow you guys on Instagram and stuff, so we've seen some of the backstory, but, um, would love to hear just like sort of the origin story. Like who, who came up with the idea to start a, a business management platform and like, how did that come about and mm -hmm. how did you figure out like, yeah, let's actually do this. Well, it depends on who you ask, Jake or me, because we have kind of two different stories, but I'll tell them both together. It's the Mandela effect. <laughs> <laughs> um, he came to me a while, a while ago. and was like, I want to create uh, a place where I can keep all my clients in one place. And I was like, no, Jake, that's boring. I don't want to do that. whatever. And I came to him like a year later and I was like, I really need a place to keep my contracts in one place for my photography business and all my clients. And I can't really find a system that feels like me. Right. Um, so can you make it for me? And he just looked at me and was like, I told you this like a year ago. <laughs> I was like, but it didn't make sense. Like now well, it makes sense. I didn't, in that moment, I didn't say it. I swallowed that sentence I, well, thank in my you. head. I appreciate and I looked at that. you and I what smiled and I said, all right, let's do this. Yes. So, <laughs> and then by, 
by the end of that day, we had a homepage built and we had absolutely no idea what we were getting ourselves into. <laughs> but so it G- just came out of necessity for my photography business and his uh, event planning um, it, retreat center place that he was running. So did you guys have a background in web design or coding or anything like that? Or is it just built off? Like, uh, how'd you start well, like, the Becca, first iteration? That, that idea of, oh, do you have a background in web design? I think caused back it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because I like, I, I took a graphic design course at Santa Barbara City College and I would, I, I think I flunked it because I would, I would send Becca like revisions of what I was working on. She's like, what is this? Like, are you, are you stuck in like the sixties morphed, morphed into the nineties? And I, I don't know. Um, the design is, is definitely not, um, definitely not like a forte for me it, it, when it comes to like a UI or making something look pretty. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I've always been interested in software and, and the design of like the ex- overall experience. So though I, I can't make the prettiest looking things, I, I, I did have like a background in the, the UX side of things. So while I was out on the, on the retreat center, I was also studying uh, um, just data patterns and, and computer science stuff at the local city college. And um, from there, I built a, um, I don't know, probably a dozen projects that I was attempting to launch into, into a product. And uh, it, I don't know, uh, exactly. If it was my marketing lack of knowledge, um, we're basically like I had I had the abilities to to make something happen or uh, create a product, but I just when I would share it with people, <laughs> it was a, a kind of a lackluster response. <laughs> and, and so that's why, um, like through my experience in education and just kind of practicing on my own time and building apps and creating things for m- for myself and for the property to help manage it. Um, it just it needed the other side, the other brain, or whatever it is, um, especially on the on the marketing side, and and that that kind of takes us into the first chapter of Dubsado, which was basically just us sitting on Instagram and trying to engage with as many people as we could, <laughs> just to get people onto our beta list. That's interesting. And then from there, like building this platform is like no easy task. I mean, building a website just alone is is a you know, a big challenge, but not, not to mention like coding things so that people can securely store contracts and data and payments. Tons of, yeah. Payments. Like it's not just building a website. It's way more than that. Mm-hmm. Like what, what was the process of that? Like, um, and like how long did that take? Uh, I think in, in terms of the technology landscape, uh, we were starting at a really interesting place where, um, a lot of, a lot of the design patterns and, and I guess like the future was coming, but it was all just a very disorganized mess. So there was like different routes where I could take for the different technology stacks that were available at the time. Um, I think one of our original Instagram posts for Dubsado was just the stack of books that I was working off of, (laughs) which were basically just high level design back components and, and that. And, and so, um, yeah, like little things like deciding between React and Angular JS one at the time um, were were key decisions to uh, because the the trend was was uh, like if you want to become a web developer, you kind of just get into um, PHP or Ruby on Rails or a lot of these uh, sort of older older looking systems, and uh, Node JS provided 
I know this is maybe a little bit too technical, but it just provided a little, it was written, it's all written in JavaScript. So we're writing the same code on the back end that we write on the front end. And so a lot of these things uh, really clicked. And uh, at the same time, uh, Stripe, the payment processor was really on the bleeding edge of this thing called the developer experience. And so what they did way ahead of uh, Square, um, PayPal never arrived there. Um, maybe one day, it's just the idea that um, like it's, it's nice that we, we have excellent software, but it's not helpful if we can't educate people on how to use it properly. For sure. And so what we, we integrate with Stripe initially, both for accepting payments from our customers, but also on behalf of our customers uh, through the connect operation. So basically uh, with, with some of the things like collecting payments and stuff, we get a lot of things for, for free baked right into the, the platforms that we integrate with. But in terms of what people can understand, because I have, I have even no idea what none of that means. And I'm glad <laughs> that he was the brains behind all that. Um, it was like, it came from idea in, in May of, I think it was like 2015. We're like, okay, let's set a deadline for when we're going to do this. We set a deadline for October for our beta launch and Jake worked as hard as he possibly could all the way up until that point. I know he stayed up for seven hours the day before. I've never seen him so exhausted, <laughs> um, but we did it. And then um, in February, uh, just a couple months later. We did the 72-hour sprint again. Again, yeah. And, and then that February, the next few months later is when we actually launched it. So it was less than a year from idea to actually launching to everybody. Wow. Um, and a quick turnaround. And we didn't have much when we first launched. We didn't even have uh, payment processing. Like we, oh, okay. we launched with what we had and yeah. we were very proud with what we have. And, and we made $30 in our first month. And yeah, hey, you know, there you go. so, I mean, we were profitable from the, profitable from the very first start, uh, <laughs> which was, you know, it was rewarding to know that you were doing something uh, that at least one person would Yeah, love. that's not the emotion we felt in the moment. Looking back. <laughs> yeah, looking back. Yeah. Looking back now, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when, when, while you guys were building this stuff and creating the whole platform, were you still like doing events and doing photography or did you guys just say, I'm going all in yeah. on this? Yeah. Yeah. We still had a, we still had to make a, make a living with uh, bills, what we were doing right? and making sure that we can. Yeah, exactly. So um, I was working at a talent agency as well. My parents owned a uh, modeling agency. So I did a lot of headshots for that. I also worked okay. worked there. And then Jake, of course, did his um, retreat center stuff. So we still had a couple of things going, but then it got to a point where it's like, Dubsado is... Right. is where we're going yeah it wasn't just a couple of things like between the two of us we had four to five jobs <laughs> uh for the first almost full year yeah That's and then crazy. at some point at some point where we we you know did the risk calculation we decided that the the leap was was mm -hmm. pending and uh we we made some we made some moves Yep. Good for you guys. Yeah, California's expensive. You need those. You need a couple jobs. Oh, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, don't get me started. That's, that's a topic. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole nother podcast right there. <laughs> so, did you guys grow up in California? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Or, uh, yeah, that's Graham. That's that's what we call Dubsado after hours. <laughs> um, I grew up in California, uh, Burbank, right where I still live. Cool. Uh, but Jake grew up in Canada. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, well, most of my formative years were here in Burbank. Uh, we moved here uh, around two, uh, no, nine, 98, give or take, uh, oh. when I was eight. 
And so my uh, similar, like the, the technology is, has been a big part of my life because just my, my dad was into like computer sales and, uh, you know, not really programming, but um, he was very knowledgeable and, and helped, um, well, the company that he was with to help bring DVD into the mainstream. <laughs> So really? they were up in Vancouver, Canada, and uh, moved down here to the office here in Burbank, and and we stayed on the Holiday Inn, which I can literally see <laughs> here. The street. Um, <laughs> we stayed in this like a suite with an amazing view, um, really really high up. And I remember my my first memory here was like being up in that room and opening the window and just because it was middle of summer and just sticking my hand outside and it was hot like yeah, yeah it's yeah. like nine o'clock what is happening <laughs> that's la it's yeah. nice and hot <laughs> yeah i have uh i have two cousins in the la area one of them lives pretty much like west la santa monica and then mm-hmm. the other one lives up in she keeps moving around between like lancaster palmdale um but like the valley up there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so I've, I've been out there a couple of times and it's amazing to escape the winter here and not have to deal <laughs> with snow and cold. And, uh, yeah, I, I remember like my first time out there, I went in January. So it was like, you know, cold as shit here. And yeah. I remember seeing <laughs> the weather for when I was returning and I debated, I texted my mom, I was, 22 at the time and I texted my mom I was like mom I might just stay a couple extra days it's gonna be really cold um don't pick me up at the airport just yeah. yet I'm still debating <laughs> but I ended up coming home and it was terrible but uh yeah, our, yeah. our big plan is to ultimately get focus forward to a warm state yeah <laughs> we're gonna move to hopefully a warm California state. Ooh. Yeah. maybe Burbank nice All very right. cool well, we'll check out yeah we'll have some neighbors soon I like yeah, that yeah <laughs> Yeah, Cal- California's, it's a little too expensive. I'm yeah. sure you could find somewhere warmer. Texas, Texas, Texas. I was going to say, Texas is my spot. That's what I was thinking. There you go. There you go. I'll, I'll pull a Joe Rogan over here. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so in the in the early days, what what was it like for you to like sort of figuring out your roles in the business, figuring out like who was going to take care of who? Obviously in the early days, it's tough sometimes like, you're both just doing everything and it's, you know, like you said, Jake, just like an organized chaos. Um, but like, what was that like figuring out like who was going to take care of what and defining your roles? It, it kind of just settled and fell into, into place. Just Jake had his experience um, it, with just knowing tech and I had my experience with just marketing and, and doing what, doing what I knew best. So it just kind of fell into place. We never really told each other what we were going to do, (laughs) but he picked up where I couldn't do. And he, I, I picked up where he couldn't do. And that just kind of meshed and blended. And then as we realized, okay, we need to hire more people. Then it's like, what can we both not do? Who can do that? Um, And then that's kind of how we, we started growing and it just got bigger and bigger where we literally could not handle even just the team of three or team of four. So what was the most effective, kind of method of gaining followers and traction as you guys first took off instagram like instagram. Uh, jake mentioned um oh. was our biggest number one thing in just it's not getting us it out wasn't there. huge it wasn't like oh we, we had ten thousand followers in our first like month or anything right. close to that it was more like 
just really mining really hard to, to find an actual person and to just make a connection with that person. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have like thousands and thousands of followers. It was just us connecting with people who could possibly use the platform, engaging on their, on their right. stuff. And there was stuff we were doing ourselves and, and manually. Um, and that's how we gained our list of beta people. And then from there, our second biggest one was just word of mouth once people started using Dubsado. Yeah. Um, and we didn't turn to any sort of paid advertisement or Facebook ads until like the third, fourth year in business. We, we It's rel relatively new. We just started doing it like a year and a half ago. Oh, wow. um, but it's pretty much all been just word of mouth. It's Good one of the biggest guys. ones. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. And I just from listening to what you said, Jake, you were born in 1990. Yeah, there you go. You, Figure out I, his age. Both of us. <laughs> so, I mean, for building this incredible business by 30, I mean, holy cow. Like, that's that's impressive. Like, yeah. good for you guys. Um, and not you. to mention, I know just from following that you guys have one or two kids, right? Mm-hmm. Two. Yep, two, two boys. Two boys, five and seven. Oh, my yep. God. And how... Becca just asked me the other week. She said, do you think that luck played a large part in Thibzato's success, what'd you say? I mean, I well, well, I, I, he it's still has theory. yet to give me an answer. <laughs> uh, but I was just, it was just because sometimes you wonder, like, if it's the time that you, like, the, it was the the perfect timing, or is it something that you did, or right. um, like what actually played into making Dubsado what it is? And I think it has to do with just a lot of things with the people we have here with you know, the time that we, we came about, but yeah, I think if, if we started the same process today, I, I think the outlook of the company would be completely different considering what's on the market currently and right. where technology is headed. I'd like, you can't, you can't deny that timing isn't a, a crucial piece of the picture. It doesn't mean that you can't just go start something brand new and have it be successful. But I mean, the, the timing predicates the success, but it doesn't necessarily mean it was lucky. It was no, just. We sure like, had a lot of passion. I think part of, <laughs> part of being an entrepreneur is being able to write your own story, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're the one that's pushing the motivation and the drive to to succeed and and to, um, at at many many points survive with all caps, mm -hmm. uh, and and so yeah, it's it's. Um, make good fortune instead of good luck. Just yeah, yeah fortunate. I think, I think you create. You create luck with hard work. I think yeah. is how you right. go about doing that. Right. And yeah, it's it was something we really wanted, and we definitely have and had and still have a lot of love behind what it does. And I think when you have that passion, then in whatever you start, you'll you'll find success. Right. Yeah, and it's cool that you say that because even on your socials now, like that message still gets across. Whether you know you're showing your team members like or you're like a team day or you're just having fun yeah. with some like followers inter interacting with them it still has like that personal feel even though you guys have grown so much yeah and yeah. i'll i'll kind of comment to something mike said a few months ago i think one thing that as a user like as a as a customer i think one thing we really enjoy is is that like personability to the brand and like right um just the fact that like, I remember Mike said was like, oh, like I, I wish I wish it had like this, this one little feature. He's like, let me, and there's like a box or something on the website or somewhere that says like, if you ever have a suggestion for a feature, like just let us know. 
And I remember he like messaged yeah. somebody on the website and they were like, oh yeah, cool. Like that's actually something we're working on. And like just the fact that somebody responded like as a human and like, yeah. just, you're, you're not like some ginormous corporation that you can never get in contact with. Like, I mean, here we are, not for nothing, but like here we are having a podcast and, with you guys, which is cool. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it was duplicating that's, that's invoices. That's always been our goal is. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. And we just did a TikTok on that too, on how to like, duplicate an invoice workaround now see look at yeah. i don't know we just we just posted something <laughs> that's funny um but yeah it, it that's kind of always been our focus is just making sure no matter at what size steps auto is to make it feel like the person who we're talking to is literally our, our only customer that we have um we especially this week we can come in with hundreds of tickets in an inbox in the morning but I still want every single person that we talk to to not feel that we're we're trying to rush through. We're trying to right. get to inbox zero, um, and that's something no matter how big we are is always going to be our focus. Um, just because we handle such important parts of people's businesses. Are and we sharing how many we had? I, what? How many tickets? How many? How many? How many separate tickets we had in the last year? Oh, in the last year, that's that's a that's a big number. We we get a hundred thousand people reaching out to like or a hundred thousand tickets every year. Holy so shit. and With all, like, all of these suggestions people, and complaints and, or is or it like, like all of it, like, everything issues, um, bugs, uh, feature requests, successes, wow. whatever some... it is, a hundred thousand different contacts, uh, is what we clocked. I just looked at that number yesterday. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so <laughs> that was kind of large. <laughs> Oh um, God. but I mean, our team does it with just a lot of love and a lot of joy grace. and yeah, definitely a lot of grace and they have fun doing what they do. We have, um, I think 12 on our support team yeah. and they're rock stars, yeah. so they can crank it out, get it done. <laughs> you know, it's cool. Like it, you know, what's they're actually not, funny. Not as quickly as <laughs> Um, what's actually funny is I, like I said, I, we watch the Instagram, like I, I see all your guys stuff and like. I ended up one day yeah. getting caught watching a bunch of your old daily dubs. And who was wh oh the voice yes. behind that? Is it you, Jake, or is it somebody else? I've done some of the voiceovers, but primarily you're probably thinking of the David, mm -hmm. who is a trained professional voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, like, that's actually yeah. funny because that was the inspiration for us starting a similar series here one day a week doing what we call Fridays nice. at Focus Forward, doing like a little behind the scenes of like what's going on and what, what kind of yeah. things we're working on. Um, and I just remember seeing it and like, it just like, I don't know, I connected with it because I could see like these people and they enjoy their work. And it it was like just, you know, it, it was so per like what an actual company should look like, like going around and like messing with somebody be like, oh, hey, what did you do today? And you're like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not bug me like I'm working on this or like just so I true. don't know just funny stuff and I was just like it was so real and raw and I just I don't know it was just like something that you could connect with that I think separates you guys from like some other corporation that is like completely polished 24 7 yeah it's absolutely killing us that we cannot do this right now because yeah. there's no one in the office and right. we tried to do like an at-home version but like you can't record all that's of our slack depressing. banter. You just oh, yeah. that's 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 a little more boring. But yeah. we still we still have the 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 fun and and the spark, but definitely looking forward to getting that back up and running cuz yeah. those are fun. I yeah. I even love going back. Yeah. <laughs> um oh, go ahead. I just had one question about you kind of mentioned like you're 
whole teams at home basically now um, on Slack. How do you keep that mentality uh, throughout this whole entire craziness that's going on right now? We have certain things that we do. We have a, a party planning committee, as a few people in the office have been like the office, that, uh, like <laughs> the office, awesome. exactly where it's from. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> so we have the committee that just makes sure that we we keep that 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 spark going. Um, every Friday we uh, finish work at four o'clock, and we do happy hour. So we either tune in to some the programmers play some nerdy game. I don't know what they play or what it's called, but it's right in their wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, and then all, all, some of us like play Pictionary or we play another game or we just get together and we play games together um, and get to see each other's faces on on the computer. So yeah. um, there are still lots of points where we're connecting. I know the support team will sometimes join in on calls for a few hours at a time and just be there to hear each other talk and yeah. yell at each other because that's literally what it is out in the office when we're all there. Right. Um, so there's just a few things that we do to try to keep it keep it going. But the banter is always back and forth in Slack for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. cool. And, and speaking of the team, like as you started to grow, I mean, you have – how many employees do you guys have right now? 50, a little over 50 now. Oh, wow. Um, as you grew, like talk about some of the challenges of like figuring out roles you need and, and saying like, okay, we need this person to do like just this role. And then as you keep growing, like what are some of the challenges of like managing people and growing with, you know, starting from just you two? We kind of, I would say lucked out at the beginning because when we first hired, we hired family and we hired friends. Of course. And people may say it's hard to work with family and friends and it, it is, yeah. but they have that certain connection and uh, they know why you're doing what you're doing. And they were super passionate about Dubsado and the product. So they just kind of did anything that was asked of them. Sure. Um, you need to do this. Okay, let's do this. So that kind of like, energy uh, was exactly what we needed, especially at the very beginning. And then when we got to, you know, like 15 to 20, it's like, okay, now we actually need to start setting up actual roles. This is what this person's doing. This is who is, who is in charge of this person. Um, and then we kind of just kept refining that. It's literally always a work in progress. Um, it wasn't until March when we had to start working from home that uh, Biz, who is head of our HR and uh, chief people officer, yeah, we looked at each other and we're just like, it's time. We have to redo everything again. So we did an entire system-wide audit and we just talked one-on-one -on -one for an hour with every single person in the company wow. and just what their failures, what their successes, what they want to do, what they don't want to do, yeah. and then tweaked everything from there. Um, and we're, we're riding on that right now. And so far it's going great, but it's a continual process. You always have to keep checking in and looking at what's working and what's not because people change, right. systems change, things change, and you just always have to be flexible to, to move in different directions. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, do you think at, at 50, you still, do you still feel pretty good about like uh, a good connection with everyone or is it getting like big and. I know everyone's name. That's good. <laughs> no, hey, I mean, we still, we <laughs> <laughs> and, and we know everyone a little bit differently Malcolm, on different levels. Malcolm Gladwell, I think in the tipping point uh, states, I 
think 120 employees <laughs> in a single space is, is the maximum threshold where everyone is familiar with each other and actually recommends okay. that if a company exceeds that many employees to actually open up uh, another branch. So I think we have a, a little bit of room before we start forgetting people's names. Although there are some people on the team that don't necessarily spend the time memorizing names and desk assignments as they should. Um, you? No, not me. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. I'm just yeah. saying that it's a it's a personal decision to come into work with the frame of I care about these people and I want to know more about every single person that's here yeah. and I want I want to I want to contribute to the family and I don't want to uh, tear it down or, or distract from it or. And our people do a, a really, really good job at that. I mean, when you come into Dubsado, it's like you're just anybody who you see is just welcoming you to to the family. So that's yeah. a really great part of our team office office vibe is everyone is just extremely welcoming. Never forget who who we hired as because they were friends or who we hired from AngelList. Like they be, have become a friend and part right. of the family. And I feel so. like that's part of the, the value that we're able to to bring to people too is I think we spend a lot of our early education and even higher education wondering what the rest of our lives are going to look like and what what does what's our career going to be and are we going to be satisfied in life and uh, if if we can provide a, a place for people to come in and say like the people that are here regardless of like th they have different thoughts or backgrounds or or ideologies or any of that but we can trust each other mm -hmm. I think that's that's something that really really shines very brightly. For for, for when it bringing someone new onto the team because the expectation is there to to get along and 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 be family and and sometimes that um most of the time that just keeps us all tight regardless of, of what's happening how do you kind of weed the people out when you're hiring people to know like this person's going to buy into the dubsado, the dubsado way uh have you figured well, out like, like the secret sauce that, yeah. you know I've spent a lot of time on AngelList and uh, it's really the only place where we recruit new people. Um, I, I spent, I spent about 30 minutes on Indeed and I was like, this is, <laughs> this is, I'm looking at a resume and every single one of them looks the same. Right. Um, but on AngelList, let's say we, we put up a posting or sometimes I'll do a reverse search and I'll, I'll look for uh, Los Angeles area people with the specific area that I'm looking for. And I will, I'll go through and I'll, I'll um, I'll find someone that that stands out and and I'll say okay well this this person um looks like they're a good fit and um I think I think I've I've done that one uh I'd say five times and and each time it's it's worked out for us so I think being active about a a, a job search is really effective but also when you when you do put up a job posting let's say we put up a job posting for an intermediate developer uh, and if we check the box open to remote, um, we, we will get a flood of, of people in our inbox. And so we need to let uh, the local people bubble to the top. So we basically just uh, spend um, two to three weeks going through and just just finding the candidates that have a flawless resume or the people that have the correct uh, income desired for the position and and yeah, it's just a it's just a matrix of of um, 
KPIs, as Becca loves. Mm, there you <laughs> oh, go. get into that. <laughs> I, I'm not a data person. I've never been one to like data, and I just kind of go on my gut feeling. So yeah. he, he always makes fun of me on that. Um, but in terms of like keeping with the culture and just making sure that who we hire is just part of the family. I mean, we've never set up any any boundaries or anything. We've just kind of been ourselves in the interview process and. Yeah. If they liked that, then cool. (laughs) If they didn't, then they're like, you weirdos and they don't come back. (laughs) Um, But we haven't had any, we haven't had any, um, but you know, it's just about making them feel comfortable. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As you guys have gotten over the last like year or so, what I know you said as you, when you guys were sort of first starting word of mouth and, um, and Instagram was sort of your biggest source of new business, but um, I guess like over the last year or so, year or two, you said you've started doing a lot of paid advertising. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen that sort of take off and like what's been maybe more recent biggest source of uh, new customers? Yeah, word of mouth is still the number one thing um, that brings people to Dubsado. Uh, but adding in just, we've just been focusing on Instagram and Facebook ads. That's the, the only paid ads that we do. Um, and that's definitely just elevated things a little bit more. Um, so we definitely have seen a difference in just the, the amount of trials that we get a day and the amount of signups and, and things. So, um, and then from there, those people then just begin talking about Dubsado as well. So that Facebook customer then turned into the word of mouth customer, yeah. uh, referring people. So um, yeah, it's definitely definitely helpful to have the, the, the Facebook ads and stuff. And we finally, um, got a, an ad company that helped us cause Jake started doing it at first. Uh, it wasn't very good. Uh, but till is who we use for our Facebook ads. They just went in there, did our creative, did everything yeah. else. Um, and I was like, thank you. It was like a, a godsend for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It can be a lot. Um, I do. Uh, so we have a, uh, in Dubsado, uh, we have our commercial brand focus forward media, but then we mm-hmm. have a um, like a sister brand we call Neilan Media, and that's like where we handle weddings. So we do photo and video for weddings. Yeah. Um, and I'll handle all the advertising for pretty much both. I run more Facebook ads for Neilan Media, but it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Like even in the future, like I would probably go after like looking at somebody who specializes in it, or like spend a lot more time looking into the best practices because there's just so much yeah. data and so many different tactics and the, like targeting and it's, it can be a lot. It's a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's something we didn't, it was a mess for us to handle. And <laughs> for us, I think the challenge was the fact that we're not selling a quick checkout for the customer. It's not like, Hey, here's this fancy copy that's going to drive you to click this link, which is going to drive you to purchase our sweatshirt. It's like, we need to build a really strong relationship. And so people are already by default defensive against being targeted via an ad. And I honestly, I don't, I don't know what recipe that the till agency came up with that became successful. They just, they just did their thing. They've worked with uh, a few SaaS companies already. And, and I, I think they've, they've kept our uh, acquisition costs below what an annual user drives in revenue. So that's good. And, and I've done some research on what we're supposed to be paying for something like that. And I, and I think we can like definitely safely pay up to half of the lifetime value on average, if we were to get more aggressive with it. But well, like we said, if Facebook ads, Instagram ads have never been something that was integral to our business, it was just an accoutrement 
like our, our bread and butter is the word of mouth, is the Facebook communities, is the people looking for advice on how to sign tracks and someone pops in and says, I used Dubsado and I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even on our end, uh, the community over the around here, all the creatives, um, there's a really decent community. Um, and whenever we have someone building a new business or we're talking to our friends, we tell them, it's like, yeah. use Dubsado. It's like, that's the way. Use our <laughs> referral code too, by the yes. way. But <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. But we always tell him like, hey, That's like, awesome. like this, it, cause like Mike said, he had a lot of options and some of them did some things, but didn't do others. But it seemed like Dub Sato, like, and you guys keep building on it and you can see that you keep putting work into it. So it's just, you know, can't say enough it. of how good it is. You know, yeah, we love yeah. it. It's cool. The, 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 actually the reason we heard about Dub Sato was a, a friend of ours. Um, he has another business in Providence that, does similar stuff and and he was like oh we use this and like we really like it so he's like check it out if you want yeah and so i did and then a friend of ours who's a commercial photographer up in boston he was like talking about this a couple weeks ago we were just facetiming he's like dude i just really need to get organized man he's like my shit is just all (laughs) over the place and I was like, yo, and I literally just like hopped him on screen share. And I was like, yo, look at this. You can do this. Plug this in. You do this. This is how we keep track of this. And he's like, all right. He's like, that's pretty cool. I'll, I'll check it out. And then like two weeks later, he's like, yo, I signed up. I was like, sick. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. So it worked out. So yeah, so cool. I mean, the word of mouth is great because if you, if you build a product that people like, and I think if you have that connection with the brand, like how we have this sort of like, you know, right. friendly connection. It just, you know, adds to it even more that people are like, yeah, oh, these are like, not to mention, like, it's cool. But like, if you ever need any help, like, they'll actually answer. Like, it translates as well, because even for like our video production side of business or the web development, you know, the same thing happens. It's all word of mouth. It's all that's how we get most of our customers. Yeah. Hey, these guys made a cool video for us. They can make something look cool for you as well. So I. It, it's cool how no matter what the industry is, as long as you have a good product, people are going to talk about it. Yeah, true. People relate more to an experience of how they felt and are more inclined to talk about that than than exactly. anything else. And that was one of the biggest, biggest things I learned early on was just how people feel is way better than yeah. anything else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. I also have an after hours discussion point on 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 the fact that when someone starts up uh, in Silicon Valley, they're getting outside investment from you know other entities, and sure. and their first idea is to just spend all of that money back into Facebook, back into Google. Mm-hmm. So there's this like, not even like a melting pot. It's like a, a restrict lie zone where all the money just goes to the three top tech companies. But I mean, yeah, we. True. All of the money that we made at the very beginning just went back into. It goes into, back into our people. It yeah. goes back into the local community here in Burbank. Yeah, yeah, and that was important to us. That's awesome. Yeah. In the in the early days, this is something I'm always curious about. Um, in the early days, mm-hmm. did you get that sort of stigma from any like parents or relatives that were like, "Oh, starting a business is you know you should stick with a cushy job," or or, or was your family like super supportive and everything? The answer depends on how confident we are that no one will. will no, watch no, this. because <laughs> uh, my family was uh, like ran their own their own business uh, oh, forever. My parents have never had a, a job that. Yeah. So I came from that. And um, 
worked at my, my mom's modeling agency. My dad has a software company that uh, provides agents to be able to send headshots to casting directors. So I was kind of in that, in that, in that vibe. And then it was definitely a very sad conversation when I had to tell them, I'm going to go do my own thing now. Yeah. They're like, well, are you, are you sure that's not going to be good? I was like, I'm going to go do my own thing now. (laughs) So, um, that was, that was a a sad conversation, but, um, they're in here working in our office now. So we're all still together, but, um, I actually wanted to just see what it was like to get a job, like a, a working for somebody else. So I went to get a job when I was like 14 at this one restaurant and I was like, okay, that's what, that's what it feels like. I'm going to go work myself again because I just wanted to feel what it was like to, yeah. to be interviewed and go through that process and be on that other side. So I did it once. You just want to jump in the fitting room, try the shirt on and that's yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, I stayed there for a little while, yeah. but you know, I was done. Were your parents thinking that you were going to take over one of their businesses that they built? Was that going to be the plan or... Not um, us. Not us. We're not qualified for that. I I, I wanted I wanted to, but then I, then I like found that like my passion was yeah. Dubsado, um, and it just because it spoke to me and the needs that I had, and it, their businesses are fantastic and great, but it just wasn't the need that I had. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't passionately put it out there as they could. Right. Um, so I think it's just how much you actually feel about that thing is how you can put it across yeah moving forward what is what are some of like your big goals for the company moving forward in the next one two three years i am currently working on a presentation to present to dubzato tomorrow for our nice uh, future year goals um but we have a a few exciting updates to the software um, and just redoing the ease of use in using Dubsado. So first up, we're completely overhauling our form builders and making it easier to to build forms, focusing on being able to um, create more of those type landing pages for your forms because you can use a Dubsado like proposal as like a landing page to sell your service or product. Um, But just making that more obvious and Primarily this year, focusing on just the, the ease of use of the platform and uh, making it less clicks to get somewhere, uh, more of a head somewhere you go. So lots of that and just um, focusing on invoicing updates. And um, we have a, a really fun, uh, well, in terms of like education, we just launched our education course. I for saw that, that does that on 101. Yeah, Devzato 101. And it literally took it took one year to make just wow. the amount of love that went into that was a lot. Uh, but then we are at the in the middle of this year, we're going to launch our certification uh, exam. There are a lot of people, um, you know, like QuickBooks Pro advisors and people can, who help others set up accounts. Yeah. There's a great need of that for Devzato, but we notice a lot of people who are setting up we're not doing it the right way and setting it up wrong. And then we were blamed for that. So it's like, okay, we need to hold these people accountable, Yeah, have them do it the Dubsado way, making sure that uh, they have the Dubsado voice and the Dubsado brand and can basically be Dubsado extension employees almost. Oh, cool. um, so we're creating a certification course and launching that uh, in the middle oh, wow. of this year. But, um, and there I say it. We are assembling a team for our app towards the end of the year. Ooh, so the app is coming. Yeah, you looked at me all weird. <laughs> Let's go. Mobile app. So, 
You heard it here first. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I have the, it's yeah. hard to see, but I have the little, just oh, the, yeah, yep. the web thing that you can that add works. a little thing to your home. It works pretty well. It does what yeah. I need to There's do. A, don't get me started on the progressive web applications. Like adding it to the home screen like that should literally be the only thing you need to do to add, a, add an app to your to your screen. The it's whole. all written in JavaScript. I am if you search PWA push notifications Apple, uh, you will find a Apple forum thread where you will see me posting <laughs> consistently every three months over the past two years because this you'll see me document how it would be democratizing for the entire software space. And it is the most important thing that they should be working on. You can see what Jake they is passionate about. They refuse to listen to me. Can't get a call. Can't even text back. I mean, Actually, no, they did. They did text back. They said, listen, guys, if you guys have a feature request, send it here. <laughs> Tim Cook, are you listening? Get in touch with Jake here. Yeah. He need your help. I've yeah, heard the, that. The, like, the, whole app, the whole app side is hard. Yeah, like getting an app onto the actual store, I've heard is like you're jumping yeah. through a million different hoops just to get something on there. Never mind, mm -hmm. you got to pay to design it and yeah. create right. it and rebuild it and everything. So I'm with you, Jake. I'm on your side. Yeah, exactly. If it if it was a PWA, you can still submit it to the App Store. Google does it on the Android. Right, right. Um, and what it does is it actually creates a sandbox where the apps are now safer because the PWA does not have the low-level access to the hardware that the native apps do. So that's why... Again, maybe after the dark uh, conversation, but that's why TikTok was able to uh, snoop in on American conversations by cutting text, Ooh. copy and paste. They, they were sending all of what you were copying and pasting into their app straight to places outside of the U.S. border. Jake and apps. You can really get him started. That's a, that's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. So. <laughs> We got hey, a lot more podcasts. Me on. You you wanted me here, so hey, hey, we all wanted. I'll you listen. I'll listen to him. I like it. I like your points of view. Yeah, I'll take it. this is good. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But it is cool yeah. how you guys are, you know, building this app to kind of help the younger generation, but also these trainees because you know I'm sure the older older folks, you know, small business owners, they don't know how to use you know, their cell phones, never mind set up a whole account on Dubsado. So I'm sure that's going to open a whole new mm -hmm. revenue stream for you guys, like in the age bracket. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And just we creating little mini ecosystems around Dubsado. I mean, there's a lot of people that just make a lot of money selling forms on Dubsado or doing this with Dubsado. So it's really cool to, to create that different type of economy, just by people using Dubsado. <laughs> right. Yeah, and the template thing is awesome because yeah, like you said, it's pretty much like a it's like a Photoshop or an Illustrator, but way easier to use. You just dr click and drag, and you got right. stuff right in there. And then you can print it out as a PDF and send it exactly. off. And so yeah. it, there's so many yeah. different tools. Yeah, exactly. even I mean, we've had it for what a little over a year, just over a year, about a year. We've had it two years, I think. Dubsado is it Probably two years? Yeah. I don't remember. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been at least a year. Yeah, I thought Beck it was and I, when we talk about our anniversary. <laughs> yeah, there you go. How um, long have we married? I don't know. It's awkward. Nine years. Who celebrates nine? I don't know. Oh wow! So you guys got married young. We did. You just knew right Very away. Young. How'd you meet? Well, I mean, twenty-one. Um, we well, okay. We went to high school together, and I tried to say hi to him because we were in show choir together, and he did not even talk to me. So oh, wow! Um, then, 
Yeah, I know. Seriously. Um, then at first year of college, we were at a same person, like friend's house and uh, his hair was just nicely blowing the wind. Oh, wow. Started from there. <laughs> and then he answered you when you talked to him that time. Yeah, then he actually talked to me. So I don't know if I looked better that day or what. But <laughs> Maybe whatever. your hair was blowing in the wind too. <laughs> Maybe it was too. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, yeah. One other question. How do you guys find the time to take care of two kids and run a business and make sure your house doesn't look like a total disaster and it's not like burning down and manage a company that has 50 employees. <laughs> it's literally just never stopping work and setting guidelines for the kids. Well, and just the like seven o'clock bedtime is a big, Oh, help. that's literally the life saving. Our kids go to bed at seven every wow. single night. And we, and that's just our Jake and I's time to then just decompress as just humans as yeah. Jake and Becca <laughs> yeah. instead of whatever. And we can just binge out on the office or parks and rec or whatever we're watching at the time. And then we get up early the next morning and work out and that's like our another outlet, but it's just, we, we create all these mini outlets throughout the day yeah. um, and just making sure we used to power through and work 16 hours a day. Right. And whereas that works in that season of life, it's definitely not sustainable for multiple years. And right. now we're, we're getting into the, the better swing of things. And we have people in Dubsado handling the night shift. Um, so I don't have to worry about tickets anymore at night yeah. and stuff like that. So um, it's definitely when you're in it, you're okay to just, to just do it and put your head down and work, but right. it's not sustainable. And yeah. for those that are in it, try to figure out how to get out of it so that you're not in it forever. <laughs> right, right, right. Because at but, some point, yeah, yeah just, exactly. It, it becomes, like you said, it's just not sustainable long-term and yeah. you have to figure out a way to make it work otherwise. Yeah. And we've always done things that don't scale, like as <laughs> as like a driving force of the Bzato. It's like, oh, okay, this, uh, this person coming in from support has some like really random request. Um, let's see if we can get it done in the next 30 minutes. Like, especially earlier on when, yeah. when it came to like, just yeah. really trying to make an impression on one person. Like we've, we've made some really magical things happen too. Yeah. And so that, that grit and um, I think like creative grit too, is just like, it's what, it's what made us early on. And unfortunately, like as you grow certain pieces of that sort of just wilt and, and, and remain as a, I don't know. Pedals on the, I don't know where I took the, the metaphor, but um, <laughs> like, like at some point the things that, that didn't scale, they, they eventually work themselves out of the process. Cause right. then, then it becomes a stressor. It becomes like a hard thing for the team. And that's something that we got into a lot during the whole COVID situation was uh, a lot of things that we took for granted, just having real time communication with everybody in the exact same room. Uh, when you isolate everybody, no one's really talking in real time anymore. So uh, it exposed some either weaknesses or just places where we could really systematize. Yeah, and uh, I just know that, yeah, when we get back into the office, it'll just be like uh, like an accelerant yeah. gasoline. Or well, 
two and things something that makes it easy our, our two little boys are are very very good and good. they do like they're just our our older son he was like just last night he goes dad can you actually make me dinner tonight and it's like dude that's our job but he like loves making himself dinner and no um, and doing stuff like that so they take good they they're they're very very good boys and it's definitely a joy to go home every night to yeah, yeah. hopefully not focus on work and We've definitely been better about that lately. That's good. That's All right, last yeah. question. What is of each of your favorite features of Dubsado? All right. I'll let and, you think on yours because I know mine right off the bat. And do you guys, how do you guys manage oh, your yeah. How do you manage your own projects? Well, well, okay, this, this ties into my favorite feature. Uh, public okay. proposals is my favorite feature. Um, and I actually use it for certain, like the the last giveaway that we did for Dubs Auto where we had like a raffle and people oh, entered yeah. in $1 for the raffle. I completely used Dubs Auto for that entire process with nice. automating the emails for it and hosting that public proposal and embedding it on lead page. Cool. Um, I feel like public proposals are literally the most versatile part of Dubs Auto. Um, and yeah, I love using it for like requesting testimonials or, you know, certain giveaways that we have. So that's mine. Do you have one? Mm -hmm. Okay, you go. I have two. <laughs> uh, the first. No, no, no. Just one. Being, no, uh, <laughs> well, I, I have a custom URL mapped up uh, based on line 154 which was the software company that I was pretending to start at the beginning of Dubsado. <laughs> and so all my URLs are branded uh, incorrectly <laughs> at this point. And I use that, um, the scheduler to uh, basically like in recruiting or making meetings, it's just a nice to have a connection to my Google calendar. I can know that if when I send this link, I give them the available options in the calendar and they're not going to pick a time that is awkward for me. Right. Like so often um, people aren't really considerate about booking a time slot, especially if they're in a different time zone for 9 a.m. Right. Like that's what time this call was, but that's my preferred time. No, <laughs> but like, okay. Just there's just nuances in my, my schedule favorite. where like, this is a big deal. I'm talking like, okay, do you have time to talk about blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it's like, it. never mind. Okay. I'm not, I'm giving you a hard time. Okay. <laughs> anyway. you. Well, no, it, it, it would be like if we asked you guys to come on at nine o'clock our time, where it's 6 a.m. on oh your gosh. time, is what you're yeah, saying. Stuff right? like it's that. Kind of, yeah. 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 Okay. And then, so my second favorite feature, I have three, uh, <laughs> is, is lead captures. <laughs> I like the lead uh, captures. I, I, yeah, I find, love it. I often find myself sending uh, like, people links to lead capture, especially if it's like a review process internally, or at least when I, when I was in charge of that process, it was nice to have people fill it out yeah. and they associated it with their client, uh, a whole lot of work. And then uh, my third favorite feature is just the idea of having a project uh, and, and dissociated away from a client because uh, the people that I work with on a regular basis are, uh, they're, they're like we'll have one project, but we'll also have something else in the work and it works. And I like to have the idea of separating those two things from each other. So the, the biggest thing that I've used uh, projects for is like our, any of our real estate deals, whether from buying our house to, to mm -hmm. getting into a, a lease agreement down the road where we got completely ripped off and I had to get a lawyer involved and he sent a letter and we got our money back. Oh, wow. But I spent we used all that. We used for it. But <laughs> I had everything cataloged in yeah. Dubsado. <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, sending an offer letter for this space was all done through Dubsado. And we, in terms of like our HR and stuff, all of our employees are in Dubsado as like have their own profile so that our HR rep can organize everything there too. Yeah. So we definitely use it ourselves. That's awesome. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, give your give yourself a, a little plug here. Just give a quick two liner. What is Dubsado? How you know? And then uh, and then and then we'll end it there. Yeah. Dubsado is a business management system just designed to save you time and cut out the busy work from sending contracts, invoices, and keeping all your projects in one place. Um, but yeah, you can find us dubsado.com or on Instagram, my Dubsado. Yeah. And uh, also keep an eye out on your Instagram and Facebook. You might see Mike and I's faces popping up there in a little video ad. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I must say on that, I, uh, so I always say I stay behind the camera. That was the only time I've ever been in front of a camera yeah. for any yes. video project True. ever. That's awesome. <laughs> we'll have to, I, don't know if, I don't know if you guys saw it, but we'll have to send you the blooper reel from that. Yeah, it was, was pretty oh terrible. My I couldn't gosh, finish a sentence. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would love to funny. see that. I bet it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, again, thank you guys so much for coming on. Really appreciate yeah. it. Uh, it was super good to uh, e-meet you. <laughs> yeah. This was yes, fun. Yes, definitely. Really yeah. good to see you. And we're looking forward to <laughs> seeing for what the us. future has in, in Dubsado. And uh, yeah, stay well, guys. We're excited for what, what 21 has in plan for you guys, too. <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, appreciate cool. it. If we're ever in uh, California, we'll come yeah, by and we'll say hi. Please. Yes, let us know. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Take All right, care. Guys. Have a good one. Have take a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>